Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. And joining us today is Mr. S.M. Wright II. He is the CEO of the S.M. Wright Foundation, and if the name S.M. Wright sounds familiar, you may be familiar with the fine work of his father, the legendary civil rights activist here in Dallas, S.M. Wright, who's got a highway named after him. That's how big he is. S.M., how you doing? Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm doing great, Chris. Doing wonderful. Well, you know, I had to have you on because Christmas in the Park is right around the corner. For those who don't know, you guys have been putting on Christmas in the Park at Fair Park for how many years now? 25 years. 25 years. This is fantastic. Let everybody know what's going to happen on the 16th of December because people need to know about it. Sure. Uh, we are just so excited. This is the end of the year, and now it's the holiday season, and we're here to bless the thousands of families that's going to be coming through Fair Park. Um, it's going to be a wonderful event for the families and the children um, in the uh, venue at the automobile building. And it is just a great time to, uh, for, to share and to give back and to also provide holiday encouragement to so many families who need assistance. You know, you, you guys do this so well. And again, for 25 years now, I've seen some of the YouTube videos about past uh, Christmas in the parks. And I was just amazed at all the toys and gifts that, that are provided for the kids, those rows and rows of bicycles. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It's almost like taking the kids up to North Pole. <laughs> yes, we, we, we have that holiday feel, and mm-hmm. the children just loves it. it. It is really absolutely amazing. And, and I know you have so many different partners that have helped over the years. Whose idea was it? to come up with Christmas in the Park. And this is just one of the programs. We're going to get into all the different programs you guys oh, provide. Yeah. If we started, it was a, 25 years ago, it was just a small project um, um, at the church. Um, matter of fact, um, we had a caravan of blessings on Christmas Day, which we just went to about 35 to 40 homes in the South Dallas community on Christmas Day, and we provided toys and um, and and toys and, and home home products to the many families in the community, and then from there we held a our first Christmas Park at People's Mission and Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and where, that's the church where my father pastored, not pastor as well, and uh, we started with 175 kids, where we turned the sanctuary into a toy, to a toy land, mm-hmm. and. 
and it was very popular in the neighborhood. And from there, it grew each and every year um, at the church site until we had to move. 10,000 showed up in, in the year of 2007. So we had to move the next year uh, in 2008 to the automobile building at Fair Park. That's just absolutely amazing. We're talking with Pastor S.M. Wright the second, and, and Pastor Wright, this thing is so so large, and again, there's so many people involved nowadays because everybody yeah. wants to help out and give. Can you can you talk about some of your partners? Because I don't I know you want to leave, leave a few of them out, but there have been some people oh. been with you from the beginning. Yes, we. I I I have a long list. I I don't want to omit anyone, but we have a lot of uh, uh, long-time partners who have stayed with us and uh, also new partners, have new friends have come on mm-hmm. alongside us to help. If I start calling names, I'm going to, Brother Chris, I'm going to miss a lot of names. I know what you mean. I, <laughs> I don't start calling names, but it is all of the, the who's who in Dallas. I mean, right. the, uh, in Dallas who have joined in with us for years to have to bring this event into uh, fruition. Um, and it's just wonderful for friends, referring a friend about this event. And and it's it's just with the partnerships that we have and which will be announced at the event day of all of our supporters and, and, and partners who partner with us will be announced at our event day. But we have a longstanding relationship with so many and we're just so thankful for our sponsors. Without our sponsors, we could not even get this uh, event possible this year. So we're very excited. Oh, I hear you. Can you talk about what the day is going to be like? This is going to be on December the 16th. What time will the doors open? And, you know, I don't know if you got something new, a new twist to it this year at all, but can you talk about some of the activities that will be going on that that day? The activities, the automobile building is 100,000 square feet. And we had to, we did a build out into a Christmas village thing. And so uh, the families will be journeying to Toyland, which there will be thousands of toys in Toyland. We will have bike land on the bike land pavilion. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, the families will journey to the Christmas village, which we will have the furniture and appliance will of fortune area where families can win uh, furniture, home appliances um, at the uh, at the uh, Will of Fortune booth. We will also have um, our uh, Christmas tote wagon area where a lot of families are going to be carrying a lot of gifts and we have tote wagons. That's also a gift for the families to have throughout the day. We also have the clothing and resource um, department pavilion. We also will have the coats for kids. Oh, uh, nice going to be distributing over thousands of new coats mm-hmm. we will have um our our shoes pavilion um we have our shoes pavilion will be uh we're just we're very excited about that thousand of shoes um that that's uh that we will have we have our food court uh, we will have our food court for groceries and then also we will have our hot meals that we'll be serving thousands of families during the hot meal section. And we also will be distributing mattress sets um, uh, at our drive through location for those who have their mattress tickets. We'll be distributing uh, mattresses as well at this event. It is a full one-stop holiday event for the thousands of families here in Dallas and surrounding communities. 
It is so amazing. Like I said, and over time, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and better and better. Back when you first started and you had the caravan, I know that was interesting. Yet you were headed down the streets with all of the yep. gifts and the toys and the presents right. and the and the clothes and shoes. Can you talk about what it was like loading up all the caravans back in the day? Correct. Yep. It was. Uh, it was. Um, it was. It was a. When we first started, we just didn't have. We didn't. Uh, it, it was just. Uh, just. Just having a right heart and having a, right. a wonderful heart mm-hmm. um, families. And and uh, just when I went in about several, I went about almost all the homes I went in. I asked the families that where the children were sleeping on. A lot of the children were sleeping on the floor. They didn't even have a bed to sleep in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we started with the mattress program, and we we uh, we highlight with the mattress program. So it working with the families throughout the years, and even when we first started. And I said, well, I was committed myself that I'm going to continue to help the Bennett families here in the community um, and, and be consistent. And we have been consistent in helping the families to have a resource for the families that they need assistance. And you've done that so well for, like I said, for 25 years. For those who don't know, the SM Wright Foundation is dedicated to providing relief and hope to suffering families in the community, offering families the tools they need to become self-sufficient, and uh, restoring stability in the home and supporting financial empowerment. So you guys have done a lot of different things for all the different families in the area. Uh, can you talk again about uh, about these mattresses and the Beds for Kids sure. program? Because this is all a part of what you've been doing throughout the year. Yes, the, that's a, the mattress program. Now we expanded our mattress programs. The SM Wright um, Mattress Agency. Mm-hmm. Now we can uh, we can do a full line of mattress for adults for the families. Oh, great! Um, moms and grandmothers. So we, not only with the best for kids, but we also take care of the grandmother, grandfather, the mom and dad with the full or queen size. So we expanded that um, this year with our new lines of mattresses uh, for the community. Um, the best for kids year to date so far. We the year to date when we started that program in 2010 to now we distributed right at close to 20,000 mattresses wow. in the met, in the Metroplex um, through our bed drives, uh, our uh, mattress uh, giveaways that we do each quarter of the year in distributing the mattresses. And so it, the, the mattress program is a major agency of the foundation. And it was a, it's a major need because of the pricing of mattresses has went up. And there are thousands of families cannot afford mattresses right now because of the high cost mm-hmm. of mattresses. So we're just so thankful that we're able to continue to expand and as well as to help the children, but also the parents who are raising the children that needs assistance. And we're able to do that. Uh, let alone, like I said, you mentioned the mattresses, the beds, the the beds. I, I, I see that you've, you've taken care of like over. 1,700 families, kids with twin bed sets and, and full set Correct. beds, and, and there's still a waiting list of people. Because this is these are things that people need, but nobody ever really thinks about. They think about the Correct. food, and you guys help out with food as well, but no one ever thinks Correct. about how families have kids sleeping on the floors or on couches and things, and you've, you've stood in the breach right there and taken care of so many families and, 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 and kids. Can you, can you talk about how people can get on that waiting list if, if they need a bed? Yes. Um, we're, uh, 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 right after the Christmas holidays, we'll start back up in January. And 
Um, the application will be on the www.smri.org. And when you click the um, beds for kids, we will have an online application. So they can reach to reach out to us on online mm-hmm. or you can email us. We can get them registered and and uh, get them to be a part of one of our distribution days. We have a big Martin Luther King distribution day on King holiday that we distribute hundreds of mattress sets and honor Dr. King. And so we want to make sure they get enrolled and we will get the applications processed so they can be ready on event day for the distribution uh, for our first distribution of the year on the King holiday. This is just absolutely amazing. Again, a lot of people have been knowing about it, but a whole lot more are just now finding out about it by you being on Better Living. And Pastor S.M. Wright, we appreciate you joining us. Can you talk a little about the the, uh, Foundation Furniture Bank? Because that's also something people don't think about. Yes. Uh, The Foundation Furniture Bank, um, we have expanded. uh, We're so happy with so many generous donors that, help they donate um, uh, slightly used furniture mm-hmm. and we always receive requests they said a family need a sofa or family needs some uh, recliners or a grandmother needs a recliner and we were able to continue to provide those services as well our furniture bank has been very active and busy um, this year in in providing help for uh, the families so they can also can uh, email us and sign up for the furniture. Um, that is a uh, expanding agency that we're continually uh, helping um, here in the, in the community. That's right. And you guys established that in 2009, outgrowth of sure. the South Dallas Resource Center. And for those that don't understand, it just provides families an opportunity to create a comfortable environment and assisting them with furniture and household items, things that just make a difference. And it actually helps people have a better life because that's what it's all about, correct. right? That's correct. You're so right, Chris. You know what? I, I, I just love all the work that you do. I'm I'm touching on some of the different things because people aren't aware. You know, they, they know a little bit. They, they know about different nonprofits, but they don't know all the little things. And by the way, the website is absolutely amazing. Can you talk a little bit about the South Dallas Clothing and Resource Center? Yes, um, um, that is is located next door to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we retrofitted. We just finished a, ma- a massive renovation of the South Dallas uh, Clothing Center on last year in April of last year, mm-hmm. and now of uh, the community in the neighborhood in the community nicknamed the college the South Dallas Neiman Marcus. And that's the nickname. <laughs> the South Dallas Neiman Marcus. I love it. <laughs> call it in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful, beautiful. Uh, we turned into a nice clothing, uh, uh, not beautiful clothing and resource mm-hmm. department. Um, the container store came in and helped with our uh, interior build out, um, and it is just wonderful. And the community um, loves it. We also serve hot meals once a month from the uh, resource center to the community. Uh, for the for the clients that uh, that need help with clothing, it is a beautiful facility and a neighborhood is really they really love it and and we're just so happy that we are continually um, blessing through with the, with the clothing and the resource department. They're doing a wonderful job there. That is fantastic, and this is all a part of the community support program. There's some details that I only know that you can explain because this is you guys sure. have been doing this for like 66 years, I guess. Yes, um, 
Um, as you know, my father, the late doc, he loved the community so much, and he instilled in in our family to continue to give back and don't never. And he always reminded us, don't forget where you come from. Mm-hmm. And and we always had that in our minds that you know I'm I'm a Lincoln High School graduate from Lincoln. There and, you go. And I'm always um, in the community. And, and giving back and to help those who need help and to be a blessing in the neighborhood. And um, it's the community support. There is a lot of uh, organizations um, in the neighborhood that need support. And so we help support uh, with, uh, the, any uh, organization that needs some assistance. Um, the foundation has been able to, um, and to help and assist uh, with, uh, with different programs in the community. And so we just we just want to be continually carry out the work that my father have laid have laid here in in Dallas and in South Dallas, but also we just continue to move forward in providing that support here in the neighborhood because South Dallas has been our heart for all our lives, all your lives. And again, your 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 late great father he did so many wonderful things. They in fact named a highway after him. Can you talk about yeah. let's let's talk about his legacy a little bit? But I want to start first with the highway because sometimes people say, "Well, how does somebody get a highway named after them?" Can you talk about that portion, and then we're going to talk about some of the great things he did for all of the city of Dallas. But uh, the, when you first heard about it yourself, and when they did it, and the dedication, can you talk about yeah. that day and that whole ceremony? Oh, it was it was a wonderful day, and it was in July of nineteen ninety five. My father passed away. In November third of ninety four, mm-hmm. and um, after that, uh, everybody in town wanted to find something to honor my dad. And then, and then when it came to the, uh, Highway one seventy five, I thought it was just a wonderful tribute uh, from all the friends in the community of all the hard work um, that my late father had worked for the community. And that was a beautiful day. It was a hot day in July, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful ceremony in in that rename and it it was uh it was historical um and 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 at that time during 1995 it was historical and uh, at the time governor george bush was the governor of yeah he wasn't even president yet yeah he's governor came and he came and he in person and he did the ceremonial signing in which we have since that day we have remained friends um uh, since that Yes, we remained friends since then, since that day in 1995, because um, that was a that was just it was a, a historic event. And it was just great to see everybody out um, at that event. And it just it just brightened a whole lot of lives that mm-hmm. that hard work. It pays off if you're dedicated and you're faithful um, in, in, in reaching the goal and providing the, um, the help. And, and assistance in moving people forward. That's what my father was all about, moving people forward, moving people to the next level. We can overcome challenges and and look on the bright side that God is still here and God is with us, and he instilled that in all of us. Exactly right. And, again, it cemented his legacy. I mean, his legacy goes on through the foundation. Can you, can you talk some more about the things that he did for Dallas and, and particularly South Dallas? Because Dr. Wright, he was, like I said, he was a civil rights leader as well as a pastor. Yes, yes, he was. Uh, he was a he was a wonderful orator. He was a good communicator, and mm-hmm. he 
and he worked through a lot of challenges. Dallas, if you go back in the day, back in the 50s and 60s, Dallas was going through a challenging oh, time yeah. um, during civil rights. And he worked very hard in, in, in working with all the, at the leadership level at the time, wherever the leadership was, and trying to get uh, to make sure to get the community to get what we need, the community needed. And he worked very hard to make sure there was fair representation. Uh, political representation mm -hmm. um, at the local and state level, and he worked hard even with 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 families that need work and employment, and trying to make sure that everyone has a job and home ownership. He always pushed that in the community. Oh yeah. So he was he was a go to leader, and everyone when you go to my father, you knew that things were going to get done. One thing about everyone I they, I talked. My dad, I hear stories about my dad. He's the go-to guy that always get things done. He always get things done for the community. And when Dr. Wright, you have Dr. Wright's word, his word meant something. Mm -hmm. And it was just wonderful to hear those stories about in the early years, how he worked in, in, the, in the city in trying to make sure that we have, that the city moves forward, but we got to make sure that the community also is a part is at the table as well and he made sure that he sure did he was a facilitator and like he said he made sure everybody was involved and no one was left out and that's, that's how right. things get done i mean you you cannot just skip over people you you cannot uh not listen to those who need some help and a helping hand and he also created opportunities and so i, I love the fact that through the foundation his legacy continues Yes, it continues, and we're and we're just it, as things evolve, we continue our our with the foundations. Hope it continues about the people, and continue to make sure that we we reach the people, and to make sure that the people have the help and the assistance to become self sufficient. And that's what the foundation is all about. And speaking of self sufficiency, I love the fact that you got a business and investment seminar series. Can you speak on yeah. that just a little bit about the luncheon seminars? Sure. Yes. Um, we have had before COVID, um, we have had each quarter, we have a seminar series. Edwin, we had a seminar series with Edwin Jones, um, Edwin Jones Security come in and mm -hmm. we have uh, seminars about money management and also about we focused on building uh, family portfolios. Mm -hmm. uh, so that people, so families can have start buying stock and trying to build a portfolio from scratch. Right, and that's why uh, Edwin Jones was there uh, at one of our uh, presentations. Um, we wanted to to get educated in the community about financial management, understanding the uh, American free enterprise. System. A lot of families do, does does not understand how the free enterprise system works. Right, and so that gives the family an understanding of how the free enterprise system work. How does the stock market work and why you have to build up uh, a portfolios of uh, each family build portfolios and continue to start saving and add on to that. Um, so we, we really in 2024, we're really going to hit more on financial sustainability, money management and understanding the financial system. It's very important because we have to make sure that, that the families move upward financially. 
and that's what uh, of the uh, the uh, the enterprise the enterprise business club. That's what we continue to do is to instill in the families about there are different financial systems that everyone needs to understand, so they can be a part of and be a part of the American dream and American process. Exactly. Of financial. That's that's exactly right. Everybody's got a dream. And the American dream is about, you know, owning your own business necessarily or or uh, educating your family about, like you said, economic opportunities, the stock market, Correct. inflation, entrepreneurship, interest rates, all the different things you need to know. And like you said, having a diverse portfolio so that you won't go under if one thing falls apart. Correct. That is correct, and that's what those uh, the club is all about. And we get we're gonna be moving full steam ahead in twenty twenty four in financial sustainability for families. That is fantastic. Are you guys still doing the Thursday community days? Oh yes, that's the it's, uh, here in South Dallas mm-hmm. every Thursday. Twenty five years we have been open every Thursday for our food center and our clothing center. We call it community day and it is a mainstay here in the, in the community. And, um, and the community knows we always been open and we have continued to be open and it's, um, uh, it's wonderful. Families can come and register on, on the same day and then they receive their food and also if they need clothing as well to shop for clothing as well and other items that we have at our clothing center. But we've been open now for 25 years for our community day on Thursdays. I mean, this is just all fantastic. And you got so many different projects. Do you have a favorite one that you kind of like more than the others, even though all of them are important? Is there one that's kind of like your pet? Well, the favorite, everybody, my my favorite is Christmas in the park. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my favorite Mm -hmm. one. And I think everybody who knows me, everybody knows Christmas in the park is about the, the number one. It's Christmas in the park and to see it from start from just a caravan. And then we moved to the church and then now into the automobile building. I mean, I think that's, that's my pretty much, that's my favorite, which that's my favorite project that we work 11 months. It takes 11 months to plan for Christmas in the park. And so I think number one is Christmas in the park. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how all the different families make it over there. I, I know there's, I'm sure there's probably some church buses that provide some transportation, but people just know, right? Oh yeah, they know. Uh, like for registration, mm-hmm. um, our registration is moving and progressing, and they know they know where the church is located, and they come right in. And and, and uh, we only have one citywide registration locations here at the church, so everybody know to come here and register and get their tickets. So it's it's been very it's been very successful over the years. How long does it take? I know you got it, like I said, volunteer staff and everybody, church members, to put that, that automobile building together because it, I've been there a number of times. Back in the day, K-104 was always having something out there. Yep. That's a large oh, yeah. facility, and I know you did, you talked about the different areas that are going to be set up. That's, that's a little bit of work. Does it take a couple of days to put all that together? Oh, no, it takes about a 30 to, to move in the fair park takes about 30 because we have to rent. We have our headquarters is located uh, on Riga Row and, and Sabra. We have a distribution center. Mm-hmm. But for Christmas, we have to get another 20,000 20, square foot distribution just to just to do Christmas in the park. Oh my. So we have to rent out a distribution just for Christmas park because we have to build up the thousands of bicycles and that takes about two and a half weeks. Oh my and then goodness. we have 
documents come in that we have to get another distribution to just to do Christian Park, not just from our regular distribution with furniture and our mattresses, but we have to get another uh, that's dedicated only for the Christmas event each year. And so it's a massive um, infrastructure um, that we have built over the years. And um, with, with the move in, we have to rent a lot of semi-trucks mm-hmm. um, to get everything moved in and out uh, for a park. So the back back behind the scene, it's a ton of work. And we got our uh, our team who uh, have worked very hard, and they they really work hard from the unloading and getting it, getting all the product in, and 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 getting the trucking system right, the freight system right, with all our yeah. all our semi trucks that we have to employ. Um, it's a massive operation, and and I'm glad over the years we we finessed it each and every year on our infrastructure. I mean, it's an amazing thing, and like you said. It's kind of like North Pole comes to South Dallas. I mean, everything is right there, mm-hmm. but it takes a little effort behind the scenes. People have no idea. I always used to say this a lot. People have no idea how the sausage is made. They just love the sausage. They can't handle it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so tell me, when, when, when it's over, you know, when the day is over with and everybody's taken care of, how long does it take to, to take it all down and – and and get ready to have Fair Park get ready for the next event that they're going to have there. Did they give and you some time, some days? We, we got to move out on Monday, so our oh, team my. is all systematized that we have to get everything down. Once we uh, once the event is over on Saturday, we got Saturday night, we got all day Sunday, and then and then I think a half a day on Monday. I think Monday to get everything kind of system to get everything out. Yep. So. But we worked it over years. It it takes a lot. Of, we have a lot of a team to do that. Mm-hmm. But only it takes a lot to get tear down and get everything out uh, for a park. Yeah, well, it's, it's a, a lot. It's a lot. It's a labor of love because there's nothing else like Christmas in the park at Fair Park. This year it will be December the sixteenth. Mark the calendar. You do not want to miss this. And for more information, where do they need to go? SM Rights. Uh, the the website. Yes, they can go to the website. We have our main website uh, for the Christmas event. is www.christmasatfairpark.com. Fantastic. And for more information on the work that SM Wright Foundation does, can you talk about where they can find information, where they can partner with you or do volunteer sure. work or just be a part of some greatness? Because what you sure. do has been absolutely great for the last 25 years. Thank you. They can go to our website at www.smri.org, and it's very interactive. You just click the button if you want to volunteer for future volunteer dates, and we'll get our emails. Uh, it'll be emailed to our office, and our staff team will be on it and get the emails uh, response and and be a part. It'll be a, it'll become a part of our uh, organization to volunteer. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities throughout the whole year. Fantastic. Pastor S.M. Wright II, it's been a pleasure. We will have to visit with you again because there's always some new things coming up in the spring. Yes, sure can. Thank you, Dr. Wright. Thank you so much, Chris. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And joining us right now is the president and CEO of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce, my buddy and friend, Mr. Harrison Blair. How you doing, Harrison? Uh, man, Chris Arnold, firstly, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you on Better Living. It's always my pleasure. I've always known uh, of your exploits with the Mavericks and all of the work that you've done across radio. So it is really a pleasure to be with you. Always a pleasure to join you. I think I'm, I've taken you out of a, a, a city city hall meeting or something. Are you in city hall right now? I, I am sitting in city hall. Um, and we are we're in the park board meeting. So there's some, okay. some, uh, uh, some cool uh, presentations happening, but uh, I, I had to take a quick step out for a better living to make sure we really, really got uh, back with you, Mr. Arnold. Well, I'm glad you're taking some time with us again. You are so busy, and we always want to talk to you because there's so many different things going on, especially with all these different corporations and different businesses and small businesses moving to the North Texas area and Dallas-Fort Worth and Dallas in particular, and you have your pulse on all of these things. And that's why I wanted to talk to you right now about this big event coming up on December the 14th. It's the Emerald City Awards Gala. Can you talk about the Emerald City's Awards Gala and what that's all about? Absolutely. And, of course, you know, I've gotten a lot of questions about the theme. Um, The Emerald City comes from the movie The Wiz, which was in 1978, one of the first productions that had an all-black cast. Mm -hmm. um, And it had that kind of a budget behind it on a major network television show. And it featured Diana Ross, who is world-renowned celebrity. Um, It had uh, all these different folks in it. And, of course, Richard Pryor, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson. So, and, and Michael Jackson had just finished reshaping uh, you know, music in his image, which is why we call him the king of pop today. So it, it was a very, very uh, seminal moment on television with black opulence where we imagined ourselves in the future. And so on Thursday uh, or next Thursday, rather, at the factory in Deep Ellum, we're going to be imagining the future. We're raising funds toward that future, but we're going to imagine it together to think about all the ways we can transform black businesses, nonprofits, and how we can grow major conglomerates right here in the home of public-private partnerships. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And Eric Benet will also be one of our special hosts. So you never know. You Look might out. get the song. You never know. He might, he might so sit down and, and perform. Time. You never know. You, you just never know. So we, we'd love for you to be there. Um, you can get tickets on our website at dbcc.org. Um, and again, uh, Chris, all of the, the proceeds from this go directly to small businesses and nonprofits, either through direct grants 
um, or uh, they go to them through programming that we do. And as of 2020, we've given $120,000 in direct grants to small businesses and nonprofits. That is fantastic. Absolutely amazing. We're talking with Harrison Blair. He is the president and CEO of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. The Emerald City Awards Gala is happening Thursday, December the 14th. And we mentioned the awards part. Tell us about that particular function. So with our awards, um, it is so important that we remember our history. And Mm -hmm. especially at a time right now where history or black history is illegal to, to share in schools in the state of Texas, then somebody has to make sure that we're that we're that griot and we're remembering all of who has done what in our community. You know, UNT Dallas didn't just happen upon the southern sector or a, a law school downtown. It took mm-hmm. leaders like Royce West to get that and, you know, giraffes that go at the, the, the Dallas Zoo, um, developments that are adding to this college, research grants. So, you know, he's going to get our Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, and that is uh, Senator Royce West. Nice. So he'll be there with us. He's my he, I'm, look, let me say, I am his fraternity brother, and I'm honored to, to be so. Um, and then, of course, we have leaders like Miss Annette Underwood, um, who uh, she's at Vistra Energy. She's a black executive who is really spreading Vistra's dollars out in the community in such a way that it's making great impact. And when we put our, uh, our secret poll out there to see who should be uh, one of those executives of the year, um, we got her name back in tenfold. So we're excited to have her on that list. Um, and then, of course, Roland Parrish is actually our named sponsor. So this brother walked in with a $50,000 check and said, hey, can I can I put my name on the gala and talk about what we're, what we're doing with, uh, you know, Paris Charitable Foundations, of which he does many different things for communities across the, the city and across the country. So I, I'm honored to have him as our named sponsor um, and our honorary chair for this year. And then, of course, uh, Representative Vinton Jones, he's going to get our A. Maceo Smith Trailblazer Award because A. Maceo Smith was the young leader who came to Dallas when he was in his early 30s and blazed the trail through the Dallas Negro Chamber of Commerce, um, which was our original name. Um, mm-hmm. And he made he made the chamber uh, a stalwart in, in the community in a, a bunch of different ways. So a young leader who's doing that kind of work is Vinton Jones. Um, he represents House District 100, and we're honored to have him there. And then, of course, we've got to honor one of the oldest black architecture and engineering firms in the city. Um, they're like the H.K. Russell of Dallas, or I should say um, H.K. Russell is the them of Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Dakita Enterprises, and that's Miss Eve Williams. She is our CEO of the year, and she's done some stand-up work in community. She's ready to go toe-to-toe, whether it's a congresswoman or whether it's a, a big developer who's bringing a project, and she's talking about equity. So she's, she's going to receive our chairman's award this year, and we're honored to have them all be a part of this year's gala. This is absolutely amazing. It sounds like it's going to be the occasion to be at. Again, it's a week. Uh, it's, it's on Thursday, December the 14th, and it's going to be at the factory in Deep Ellum. Uh, I, I think that this is just another example of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce doing things, bringing all kinds of people together, especially showing a lot of people in in business world of Dallas how things can get done and and how you can network and reach out and and be a, a full participant in all the business activities in the city of Dallas. Am I wrong? Oh, man. And, Chris, you couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it better. And, and let me say, uh, for us, we say this is the most important meetup of black businesses and nonprofits in the region. And when we say that, real opportunities happen in the room. Yeah. The reason we put the event in a themed capacity 
is because it's easy to rub shoulders with Chris Arnold when he's dressed up as the Wiz, but he's not necessarily, you know, in his <laughs> in his regular attire, like he's about to announce a game right. and make you sweat. You know, you never know what he might say. Right. But but when he's just there in the team and we've got an open bar, now you can connect. And mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many business owners have met that banker who gave them that line of credit to grow or how many nonprofit leaders met that donor or sponsor who said, hey, I'll help you in your mission and I'll fund it up to this capacity so that you could do more. So that it, it operates as a lot of different things for us. But it is one of the most important meetings if you're a black entrepreneur, a civically minded leader, uh, a nonprofit leader. Let's circle back to Roland Paris just a minute. He's a, he's a great philanthropist. He's also my fraternity brother, but he's also <laughs> <laughs> he's also uh, he owns a whole lot of McDonald's franchises. And he's a philanthropist because not only you mentioned Dallas, uh, the state of Texas, United States, he's actually built a hospital in Africa. I mean, he's really done a lot of things. Man. And the last time we saw each other. There was a park dedicated in his honor. Can you talk about the the Roland Parish Park that it, that's now right there in in in, uh, in in South Dallas slash Oak Cliff, right off of Beckley? Man, absolutely, uh, and I, I'm honored because I got to be a small part of it. Yes, you Ms. did. Miss Arnold, our city councilwoman and our deputy mayor pro tem, she called upon me in this role to see through a process that she had been working with him on. She wanted to develop a piece of property that was once called Cadillac Heights. Mm -hmm. And if anyone who knows the history of Cadillac Heights knows, it used to be a battery factory very, you know, very near to these homes of black and brown residents. And it caused a lot of cases of cancer. Yeah. But that area also had an issue of flooding. So in the early 2000s, the city um, took those houses off that land. Those communities were bought out and they moved um, but nothing was put there. So it was just a grove of trees that looked very curious. And Ms. Arnold said, by hook or crook, we were going to develop and make sure that we had nice things in our community that were for the people there. So the park department, uh, our park director, John Jenkins, engaged with us. Um, and we, we started walking through the process of renaming that park. But the coolest part of the entire process was the ability to, to get, you know, the fundraising efforts kicked off with a million dollar check from the big man himself, Roland Parrish is a mm -hmm. bad boy. Um, you know, a black mm -hmm. man coming to, to City Hall with a million dollar check under his arm. Um, he, he came to he came to make a statement. So he he is one of uh, one of several um, honorees who've had uh, something renamed in their honor in District Four. Um, before we got to Mr. Parrish, uh, Hiawatha Williams, the yes. King of Wings himself, William Um, You know he he was there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he, we we renamed. Cummings Recreation Facility and Park in his honor last year. And he is a mentor of Roland Parish. Yes. So you can see that great business begets great business. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's called so, networking before so, networking yeah. was networking. Th th there you go. And, and, and all the same, Mr. Parrish has been very engaged, uh, not only in this one effort, but Mr. Parrish has also donated directly to small businesses. When we started our program, uh, to start giving grants directly to businesses. We called it the president's micro grant. And I was hoping I would find a, a match grantor who could give $5,000 for our $5,000. We would invest it in businesses anyway, but we wanted to get a partner to make it larger. We had a lot of requests for micro grants or micro loans and a bank who might do those. But Chris, you know, you know, if you've been in business and you, you're trying to grow, many banks want to see a lot of, you know, a lot of big deals. They yeah. want to fund some something that may take 150,000. Right. The not the smaller ones. Yeah. They, they want to, well, they want the big ones. They want the big whales. They want, they want the big ones. So, so Mr. Parrish came in, uh, in this deal and said, Hey, well, we got a chiropractor firm that very first year who needs 
She needs fifteen thousand dollars to open up. That's what she's estimating. Mm-hmm. And I said, "We've got five, Mister Perry. Would you help us to give her another five? And he said, "Brother Blair, I'll do that." He said, "I love what the chamber's doing, and I'll be there." And we've been out there to check on refined chiropractic. She's still out there cracking necks and breaking backs <laughs> and making people feel better. And all because you know, Mister Perry has helped us uh, invest in this business that's now an economic catalyst. She's got employees. She's grown since we last saw her. And that was just with a small uh, grant to, the, you know, to help her business take off. Those are just some of the stories that Mr. Parrish has been a part of. And, and I, I could spend all day talking about that. Oh, yeah, it was, it was just an absolutely great occasion. Again, right around the corner from Roosevelt High School and Cadillac Heights. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful park. And, again, the land was there. And I'm glad Councilwoman uh, Carolyn King-Arnold was able to put that thing together and make a lot of people very happy. It's going to be a great place for kids to play and for people actually to meet up to do different things in, in a very civic way. And, and Chris, I'll also add that there's going to be now an international sport there. They're going to put a cricket field there. Oh, nice. So we're also now exposing the community to a lot more opportunities. And they're, going to, they're putting this field there temporarily for a tournament. But if it works out, you could imagine the type of development that would go around this and the oh, economic yeah. development, you know, opportunities for small businesses. And I'll just, you know, say again for Mr. Parrish's sake that what he has done is allowed us to really start to clean up that area mm-hmm. uh, in an environmental justice capacity. Mm-hmm. Because without the dirt being moved and the, without that development, then the stuff in the soil that was causing sicknesses uh, across the community are now being cleaned up. Um, and to a measure, we're going to develop that entire area because this is an economic catalyst now. It so really that is, is what Mr. Parrish has brought. It really so is. We're excited about that. And just to show you how it can get done and these things do happen, I remember back in the in the 1990s, Ross Perot Jr. went and bought all this, this toxic waste area just east of I-35, and he said, I'm going to call it Victory. And I'm going to buy the Dallas Mavericks and build an arena. And the next thing you know, they spent millions cleaning up that toxic area, the toxic. uh, It wasn't a waste area. It was just a field. But it had, just like you said, just like Cadillac, it had all this stuff underneath that was making people sick. And they cleaned it all up. And now it's a vibrant part of Dallas. And, again, everybody knows about Victory and American Airlines Center and everything that's over there, the apartments and the mixed use and the the shops and the restaurants, the whole nine yards. And, again, the same thing can happen right where you're talking about in Cadillac Heights. Man, and, and, and that's why we're excited about leaders like Mr. Parrish putting his name on the Emerald City Gala. Uh, all the work that he and his wife and his mm-hmm. family do are amazing. And so we're glad to have them bring that talent officially and openly to the public to see so we're very thankful for that. Okay, so I'm dragging you out of this parks meeting. What are some of the things that the Dallas Parks Commission are working on right now that you could share with us? Because that's all about making the city Man. better. <laughs> well, we're, we're you know we had a briefing today just about um, how the park department actually adds equity back uh, in value, and mm-hmm. I could walk you through all the calculations and put you and all the listeners to sleep. But essentially, we try <laughs> to derive value from all the work that we're putting into these parks. Right. You know, it's, we, we the pleasure, the privilege of this job is really that we get to manage public assets that all of us have the opportunity to go to and utilize 
whether it's, you know, a, a public-private partnership with mm-hmm. Dallas Zoo, which is in my district, or, you know, welcoming the CEO of the, uh, the new CEO of the Arboretum, uh, who's coming in to do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, we really work with policy to make sure that the department is equitably serving all of our residents across Dallas. So it, 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 Chris, it could look like a lot of different things. It could be a briefing from the police department about, you know, crime in parks, whether it's up or down. Um, it could be, a you know, something from Fair Park First about how they're going to use hundreds of millions of dollars to revitalize Fair Park and actually put a park in mm-hmm. Fair Park. Um, and some of the dicier decisions that needed to be made around Robert E. Lee Park, which is now the conservancy mm-hmm. um, for a lot of reasons. As we start to think about what monuments go in public space and, and who do we revere as a society. Um, so we, we've kind of gotten to be a part of some of those decisions, as well as renaming. The, we have an entire renaming policy that we put in place, um, which allows us to do uh, those renamings for Roland Parrish and Hiawatha Williams and many other great leaders um, who are getting art inside of parks and other things that really enrich them for us to to utilize. I love the way you break these things down because a lot of people, they don't know or they heard or they, they have a, a theory about how parks are named or how many parks are in the Dallas area. And, and, and you just, you, you're breaking it all down and, and, Let's swing back to Fair Park just for a minute because there was some news that came out just a couple of days ago that the Texas OU game will stay at Fair Park at the Cotton Bowl all the way through the mid uh, through the mid twenty thirties. I think it goes all the way to twenty thirty five or twenty thirty six. All I know is that's great news because there is a lot of money that is made from the State Fair of Texas being at Fair Park, and they say that's the biggest day. We already know Grambling Prairie View is big, but Texas OU, that is a tradition right there, right in Dallas. Well, and, and let me say this is a huge win. It, it would have been even sweeter if we could say the Cowboys are playing at the Cotton Bowl. But, hey, <laughs> economic development at a city level is difficult, and I, yes. I understand that. Yes. Um, but, but let me say, you're right, that, that means a lot more corny dogs, mm-hmm. a lot more candy apples. Um, and a lot of people, because now uh, with the upgrades that will be made, not only will it be a better stadium for those kinds of games, but it really keeps Dallas as a cultural center for the North Texas region. We are the heart of the Texas miracle, and we can work. You know, it's one thing to take it for granted and lose it. It's another to put these kinds of deals together through the park department, Fair Park First, the state fair, to ensure that these kinds of culturally iconic products stay in Dallas. So th- this was a huge win, and hopefully we can lock them down for the next 100 years. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to happen. And let me tell you one of the reasons why I think this. I did some research way back in the day when, you know, when Jerry Jones first opened up AT&T Stadium and people were wondering, and he was trying to get different events. He's got Texas A&M versus Arkansas as a staple over there now. But they kept saying, well, maybe the Texas OU game might go there. or Then, then Texas – University of Texas floated the idea of making it a home-and-home series where they could make all the money and, oh, you could make their own money, you know, in in Norman. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. So I did some research and talked to some people. Guess what I found out, Harrison? Guess what I found out, HB? What did we find out? I found out a couple of things. It'll never be a home-and-home, and that is because the visiting team cannot get 50,000 fans to that other stadium. You follow what I'm saying? Pandora's box oh, has yeah. been open for all of these years. You cannot tell half the people. <laughs> well, we only got 10,000 seats for y'all this year. Every other year, only 10,000 people get to go. They're not going to put up with that. They're used to going. We're talking oh, no. about 
at least 50,000, if not big money, people, alumni, students. You cannot just shut it down and say only 10,000 every other year can go. So that's not going to happen, whether it's Norman or Austin. The other part about it, go ahead. Well, and I, and I was going to say, just answer that. You can't, you, you can't recreate the attraction of the state fair, right? Even if I don't get into the game, exactly. I'm going to eat, exactly. <laughs> and the city of Dallas, they always make some concessions to the those two schools. They make some concessions to allow them to make it worthwhile to stick around, whether it's tax breaks or whatever, because the the hotels, the the. There's a lot of money made by the city itself. And so they, they, they do their best to keep the stadium in great condition. They do their best to, to make it affordable and worthwhile for both schools. But in all seriousness, the bottom line is you got way too many people who would be displaced every other year. That ain't going to happen. And then as far as Arlington and AT&T Stadium, the, the stadium itself is a fine facility. But there's just so many things, like you mentioned, with the state fair going on and the tradition and things that you just cannot recreate out there in a a brand-new stadium, no matter where that stadium is. Man, and, and you know, and and Chris, as we talk about this, you even think about the moves that Mark Cuban just made. Mm -hmm. As we think about the Mavericks, Mm -hmm. um, you you know, working with Sands Corp to potentially purchase the team when that deal, if that deal hasn't already gone through completely, um, and what that could mean to have a huge resort casino style um, game, uh, a game arena. I mean, so so that's the dream. That's the dream. That's that's what they're hoping to happen down the road. Yeah. Yeah. uh, and, And you never know, you know, when the Cowboys are ready to move, maybe another 30 years. Who knows you know, what will happen. They might come back. But we'd love to see them and the Rangers <laughs> potentially come back home. You just never know. So so tell, tell, us, a, a couple other, yeah, tell us a couple of more things that we need to be aware of that might be on your calendar over the next oh, couple of months or end of the year, first of the year, that the uh, Dallas Black Chamber is making everybody aware of. Well, let me say uh, our regular uh, monthly membership engagements start back up in January. Mm-hmm. So that means we'll have a happy hour that, at the, the last Thursday of that month. Uh, the second Thursday, uh, Wednesday in the month, we're, we're going to have a power breakfast, and that's going to be at Soiree Coffee Bar, which is its home. Um, and we breakfast and coffee is on us. We just ask that you come and meet your next opportunity. Um, and then, of course, in February during Black History Month, we're going to release videos of all of our quest winners from 2023 just so that they can start to get the benefits of the, the prizes they won through Spectrum One, through Dallas Morning News, mm-hmm. uh, and, of course, through WFAA and the Dallas Black Chamber and our partners and affiliates. Um, so you'll see that going out. But also, we have a great event that really accentuates the civil rights and the economic rights history of Dallas, and that is called Ignite the Lights. We have... A thousand folks come out and light a water light, a water tea light candle and a mm-hmm. rice paper. They basically write a message of love on it, and we bring a king speaker, a king speaker out to come and talk about Dr. King's words and to echo them at this very critical time. Mm-hmm. And people dedicate their lanterns to, you know, coaches or family members, um, or they they dedicate them to leaders and community who really impacted their lives. And it doesn't matter what community you're from or who that leader is or that person in your life is you want to remember, they may still be alive. They, uh, you know, that you may want to honor them in person. Um, you can come and do that. Um, and this is kind of built on the legacy of my grandfather and my dad's parade. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do another parade, but we still want to make sure we take uh, Black History Month as a moment to remember the civil rights movement was 
specifically black history. But when you look at the impact of the civil rights movement, it clearly impacted all of America and the world. It taught people how to speak truth to power, um, how to do it in a, you know, in, in many, a multitude of ways. Um, so we want to honor that legacy. And since our chamber is almost 100 years old um, and we've lived through that movement, which now as historians relook at the history, they see Dallas as one of those seminal places of, of the early civil rights movement, um, then we really have to accentuate that in our history and, and our role in that, uh, uh, in that development of where we are today. So that's going to be in mid-February, and we'll be releasing a calendar just after the, uh, the gala on December 14th. So we hope that you all will come out and be a part of that. It's going to be fantastic. And also, a couple of days right after that, you have Christmas in the Park from the SM Wright Foundation, and they donate so many gifts and and clothing and shoes and bicycles to kids and families in need in South Dallas. And that's also going to be a wonderful occasion in Fair Park. Am I missing anything that needs to be shouted out for the month of December? So one last thing. Sure, take Uh, your time. Deputy Mayor Pro Tem Carolyn King Arnold. Mm -hmm. So Deputy Mayor Pro Tem Carolyn King Arnold is hosting a tree lighting ceremony in Keith Park. And if you've ever been to Keith Park, yeah, it's it it is truly a park that is bustling with energy and families everywhere. Mm -hmm. So last year we had the very first uh, annual tree lighting, and it's a huge tree. It looks like something at the White House. Look out! Um, And we're gonna have. We have food truck vendors. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids were ice skating last year with the Dallas Stars. Uh, American Airlines and a bunch of other mm-hmm. sponsors, including Southwest, have invested. So we would love to see families come out. Um, and, of course, the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce is investing in this Keys Park uh, tree lighting. We want to make sure that the, one of the central parks of the southern sector um, starts to host these kinds of events and invite families out. And that's all because of Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, Carolyn King-Arnold. So we hope that you'll come and join us. And that is December the 9th. That is this Saturday. You know, so while people are sleeping on Keys Park because it's such a nice big park, when my kids were little, I taught them how to play tennis over there, the tennis court over there. They got so many soccer fields and baseball diamonds and softball diamonds. Um, And now they're going to have a gigantic Christmas tree out there and the lighting ceremony. And it's a nice place to run, too, if if you just like to exercise. Keith Park is an ideal place just for exercise and recreation alone. I love Keys Park. They can't say enough about Keys Park. <laughs> so, so we would love to have y'all come out. Okay, uh, well, and as always, uh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Doctor. Uh, go ahead, Doctor Arnold. I was, I was going to say, I, I'm well, saying I, all this, and we're forgetting about your grandfather's park. So, and of, and of course, uh, William Blair Park, uh, which, which sits, you know, just off the Buckeye Trail, off 175. Uh, um, we, we're always out there to do cleanups, yeah. um, and we'll definitely be hosting some cleanups throughout the year. And, uh, Chris, one thing I uh, you know, forgot to mention is the Mavericks play December 14th. Yes, they and which, do. And I know this because I check all the stuff that happens on my birthday. I'd like to see what's happening around the world on such an important day. <laughs> well, um, happy birthday so early. I, I, I'm, I'll be rooting. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And, look, I'll be rooting for the Mavericks, though we'll be at our gala know that we love the Dallas Mavs and we love our CEO. Madam St. Marshall is, she is top class. She's the probably the best CEO in the league. She is the LeBron of front and back office management. So we, we are honored to have her as one of last year's honorees. And she is very engaged in the community. You can find Scent out here in the yes. Dallas streets meeting with nonprofits and all manner of folks. So let me just give my shout out to the Dallas Mavericks. We love y'all. 
She is absolutely amazing, and I'm, I'm very proud to be working for the Dallas Mavericks as well. Uh, with that being said, let's talk about the Dallas Black Chamber again. The website, and because you get you got an amazing website. In this day and age of technology, a lot of people like to do things on their fingertips, whether it's shopping on Amazon, just looking up information on Google. Can you talk about the website real quick and give everybody the information on how they can find out more and how they can engage literally at their fingertips at their desktop? Absolutely. You can find us at bbcc.org or you can type in the, uh, the pseudonym dallasblackchamber.org and it'll take you to our website. Um, you'll see that there are some active campaigns. If you want to give to the chamber to help support the work that we do, there's a donate button in the tab that can uh, help you give us that one-time donation. Or if you want to give us sustainable funding, which is a new model that a, a lot of nonprofits are using to keep vitality and really serve and make more impact, then hit that monthly tab and, and, and hook us up and make sure that we have what we need to serve more businesses. Um, and, and if you, you're wondering if, you know, hey, I'm not black, I'm not a black business owner, is this for me? The answer is yes. You don't have to be black to build black. Um, we help our neighbors. We don't just point at them and say, hey, they don't have, and thus they are the problem. We ask, how can we be the solution? And there are a lot of folks who are not African-American or black who are a part of that work because they are here to help fellow Americans. So this is not a separatist mission. Um, if you're wondering, should you get involved? The answer is probably yes. We need you and you need us. We are neighbors um, and we are infrastructure. So help us serve that cause of building stronger neighbors and stronger American businesses. I love the way you put that. And again, how many businesses and corporations come in from all over the country, wind up uh, settling in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and you guys are there to help connect their staffs and, and their employees with their new communities? Man, so far there are 900 member businesses of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce that are active. Wow. And when I started, we had 50. So people are starting to find this community and start to use it for their platform to, to grow their business, but to also find those people that they want to give back to. Because a, a part of business that we don't often talk about is the philanthropic arm. When you get ready to serve on a board or, or when you do so well in business that now you can give back and it's mm -hmm. a priority. And you start thinking about what your real principles are. So we help a lot of businesses that are in a lot of different life stages and cycles. So th there are a lot of folks that want to meet all the different businesses that are out there. And we are also their connection to the broader community and the world, which is why we travel. And we, we introduce businesses internationally, nationally, across state. Um, so that that's that's our work. Uh, we love to uh, if people want to help us do that. We love for them to be a part of that. We love the fact that you're a part of this show from time to time because people want to know what's going on. And again, I want to thank you for breaking away from that Dallas Park Board meeting. And how long you been involved with the Park Board? So this is my seventh year on the board. Look out! Uh, and I've I've been I've had the pleasure of serving uh, for District Four. Thank you, Harrison Blair. You take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you again real soon. And thank you all. Uh, Chris Arnold, thank you again. Oh, yeah, and thank you all for joining us on Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. So long, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.